When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Goldmine readers and listeners. This is Pat Prince, editor of Goldmine Magazine, and welcome to the latest podcast. On this podcast, we'll be interviewing Richie Faulkner, the guitarist of Judas Priest. Uh, Richie took over for KK Downing when KK retired, and Richie is, is quite a guitarist himself. And Richie will be talking about the Firepower, the 18th studio album by Judas Priest. And it's hard to believe it's been 18 studio albums. I've, I myself have been listening to them since Sin After Sin in 1977, uh, which I think is their best album. But anyway, Firepower is quite heavy. Um, it's And it's a return of Tom Allum, who uh, we haven't seen since, uh, or haven't heard his production since 1988's Ram It Down and he's teaming up with Andy Sneap who is the co-producer and Andy will also be helping out Judas Priest on tour filling in for Glenn Tipton the iconic guitarist of Judas Priest who unfortunately um, will be retiring is retiring because of illness which is very sad news Tipton is uh among heavy metal guitarists, he's he's one of the best, that's for sure. And uh, but anyway, we'll be talking about all of that uh, with Richie right after this message. Hey, I'm Ronald Webb, and this is Patrick Prince, and together we host the Goldmine Radio Hour, the show that features the latest issue of Goldmine, the Music Collectors Magazine. Tune in Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on CygnusRadio.com. Hey Richie, how hey, are you? Doing, man? How are I'm you? I'm doing very well, sir. How are you? Good, good. So firepower, man. It's uh, from what the tracks I've heard, I've been impressed. Uh, many Priest fans weren't sure if there was going to be another studio album or even another tour, and this is this is quite impressive. You should be happy about this. I remember last I, last time I I talked you, to you, you said that you you were hoping Priest would never stop. And this seems to be the case, so... Well, that's, that's always the hope, isn't it? I mean, obviously, you know, reality is that, you know, I, I think we've, we've seen pretty recently that, you know, there are certain challenges and things slow down and people have to, you know, make certain changes. But as far as creatively, I mean, I joined the band on their farewell tour. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we could always hope that Priest makes another record and we're two records in, you know, two world tours later two full-length studio albums later, and we're just about to embark on a on a third world tour since that farewell tour, if you know what I mean. So, <laughs> uh, but I, I think it's, uh, I can see how it happens. It's, you know, everyone in the band has a passion for what they do. Right. And I can see it, and I can feel it, and I can feel it in the fans. And, you know, when, when we tour, it inspires us to make music for, you know, for the fans and for the live circuit. And then when we play those songs live, it inspires you to go in and make another one, if you know what I mean. So it's like this continual, like circle of creativity and inspiration you know which i've seen happen firsthand and to do that after 50 years 
uh, in the band's case, you know, is a testament to the fans. It's a testament to their love of the music that they create, and uh, it's a testament to the staying power of heavy metal. So I'm just fortunate and happy to be a part of it. Yeah, I think when fans hear that uh, a band is going on a farewell tour, they don't really take it uh, seriously. <laughs> well, to be honest, I think it was genuine. I think it was, from the band's point of view, I think before I, before I, I joined, yeah. not that it was anything to do with me, but I think whenever you reshuffle a team or a group of people, there's going to be a difference in dynamic, of course, you know, and sometimes right. it works, sometimes it doesn't, but um, I think it was it was genuine. I think they were pulling back and they felt like, you know, they felt like pulling back. I think they always said they were going to do select dates, but, you know... If I've got anything to do with the uh, the change of mind with that uh, in that regard, then you know I'm more than happy to take a fifth of the credit. I mean, the the, the other four fifths come from that passion that I spoke about before. You know, that dedication to what they do and that love for the fans and and performing and creating music. So, you know, there's five people in the band and we're all pretty, you know, passionate about it and we're forging forward into 2018. Many people think it is because of, of you that um, Priest decided to carry on, um, because you brought in a, a new spirit, a, a younger spirit. Uh, some, your songwriting is is right in tune. Um, your stage performance, everything. Um, the, the fans have embraced you. Uh, so yeah, I, I personally agree that you brought in some, a reinvigorating... Um, feeling um to priest and that was probably the decision whether it was deliberate or not to carry on well i appreciate you saying that and i think that you know you're right the fans have been overwhelmingly uh welcoming you know and you can never take that for granted you know and i think that that in itself fires me up personally to you know i know what that i know what the duty is I i know what the responsibility is as a part of priest to you know to connect and to put our heavy metal around the world, and that's all part of it. And, you know, it's a big thank you to the band, a big thank you to the fans. Um, but, you know, as I said, man, there's, there's five people in the band, and we're all super stoked about the record, about creating new music, about touring, and about our fans. So it's, I can only take a fifth of the credit for that, um, you know, that, that energy. Well, your songwriting is quite good. I mean, and I heard that you're constantly writing uh, both on the road and uh, when you're at home after the Redeemers tour, you were you were still writing and uh, you brought a lot to this Firepower album. I did have a lot of ideas. Yeah, I, I'm always writing, as you said. And to be honest, I've, I've you know, before I was a part of the band, I looked to bands like Priest for... Uh, an education really in in how to write you know how how did one of my favorite bands use music and musical textures to convey emotion and connect ideas and paint pictures you know what i mean and not only priests people like hendrix or maiden sabbath ufo there's there's a whole you know like we all do we all have our, our, our influences but i think that it was important with priest because i knew what the band stood for uh both the mindset of the band what it meant to people and creatively the music as you were saying uh, I knew it was part of my musical makeup, so I didn't have to put on a different hat. I didn't have to put on a creative hat for Judas Priest and do something in that vein. Right. I just did what I did. It was natural. It was part of who I am as a musician, as a guitar player. And I think, uh, I mean, no one had an idea that it was going to be that natural, I think. But it, it, the process was, it seemed to be so uh, smooth and, again, just 
welcoming by the fans that put their money on a ticket and came and saw the show and gave me a chance and gave the band a chance that we all love, you know. So it, it was, it's a lot of things that all came together, but definitely knowing Priest as a fan helped to you know, create music in the studio with the band, without a doubt. Well, the band seems as heavy as ever um, continuing with this album and heavier than even, or just as heavy as Redeemer of Souls from the tracks I've heard. Um, and there was an era for Priest during the 80s where a lot of fans thought Priest wasn't heavy enough. So this feeling of going back to being loud and proud is is refreshing to many a Priest fan, I think. Well, I think it, it's really interesting, the, di- the diverse character that Priest have throughout the years. You know, they've yeah. always broken new True. ground and they've always pioneered for different sounds in metal, you know, and some have been well-received, some have not been. Yes. You know, um, I don't think there was any... Uh, thought to break new ground on this record. We wasn't. We weren't pioneering uh, new territories. We just wanted to go and write and record and perform a classic priest record, if there is such a thing. You know what I mean? Like um, music that comes from the heart, music that we're all fired up about. Um, and if it breaks new ground naturally, I think that's that's the way ground is broken. You right. know what I mean? You, you do something that's from the heart, and naturally it breaks new ground without trying to break new ground. So we just done what came from the heart, and I think you can you can hear the energy, you can feel the the interaction, um, and you can feel the the care that we put into it, along with the production team. Uh, and it's a it's a fierce record, you know. It's it's a dynamic record. It's fierce. It's it's beautiful parts. There's it, there's parts yeah. that connect with you lyrically and and musically. So I think it's a we're very proud of it, and we can't wait for the world to get their hands on it. And there he is on it, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, you mentioned classic priests. To me, um, the seventies uh, were classic priests. At least to me, like uh, um, I hear you. An album like Stained Class, uh, epic, a- had that fierceness you were talking about, and and not only that, it was um, unique. It was, uh, <laughs> I mean, there was nothing yeah. like it. <laughs> Every- I, I agree, and there still is nothing like it to this day. You know, you can still put that record on, and the, the sound of it, the character of it. That unique voice that it has uh, is just—it's it, genre-defining almost. You know, I think that's when you know the heavy metal moniker was really being refined, and you know that to me is one of the first full-on heavy metal records. You know, I agree. Sound and song creation and statement. You know, um, and I, I think that retains in the band's heart till today. You know, yeah. Um, it's, it's really interesting what classic means to different people. It could be a classic sound or a classic feeling or it was one of the best selling records so it became a classic you know yeah, it's, yeah. it's naturally just gone maybe 20 30 years and it becomes a classic by default so it means so many different things but i think this record contains references to that classic vibe yeah i agree being yeah. forward thinking and relevant in 2018 i think you know without patting ourselves on the back i think we did a good job yeah i think i think you you nailed it it has that uh, that same feeling of staying class, but it's looking forward or in the now. Where staying class, it's uh, interesting thing. Yeah, I, I think you, you're absolutely right. I think you, if you recreate exactly the sound, it sounds dated. But yeah. if you recreate the heart, exactly and the mindset that went into that in the modern time, people. That's what people like. It's it's. It, it, that's the reference. It doesn't sound like it, but there's something in the spirit of it, yes. which 
you know, in the modern age, it gives you the same feeling, and that's the key, I think. You guys got to throw a bone and uh, play some stained glass on the road. <laughs> well, dude, I won't say too much, man, but we've got, we might have a song from stained glass in the set list, which we've ne- that, I'm, I, that I'm aware of. The right. band has never played live before. Oh, that's so great. I won't say which one it is. Right. Yeah, but, um, dude, 50 years, it's, it's the fans, man. Yeah. The fans, and Rob says this all the time, and we're very much aware of it. It's, you know, we can only create what we create and put it out there. And then it's the fans that, that put it there, you know, and the fans that make it classics and the fans that stay, oh, they want to hear this song live. It, it, they're, the, they're the ones that have given this band a 50-year life, you know, and I think anyone that fails to recognize that fact um, should recognize it, you know, for, for want of a better word. But the, the fans are the lifeblood of any band, and, uh, and we're just very thankful that they're so passionate and loyal. Yeah, I, and I, I always look forward to, like, I remember, I can't think of the tour where um, Dissident Aggressor was played. Um, I always look forward to these nuggets um, being yeah. played on the road. I'm glad you guys are keeping it secret because I look forward to it, you know, to, uh, it's like a cliffhanger, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, you know what the internet's like these days, you know? If oh, it, yeah. It's hard sometimes to avoid uh, information sometimes. So you know that after the first show, there's going to be people, you know, putting the set list up online. But we've also considered uh, changing things throughout the, the tour as well, like we did on the Redeemer of Souls tour. Yeah, know, I like, like that. Do I the like American that. leg. If we come back to the U.S. later in the year or later in the tour, we can put some different ones in and keeps it fresh. And, you know, with the new record, it's being, uh, it seems to be getting a, a good response and people are connecting with it. They're liking it from just the teasers, you know. Yeah. Um, so we might be able to put some more of those songs in. And the more new songs we can put in, the more legs it gives the new record and the, the, the longer life it gives the band, you know. But again, that's, that's up to the fans and we, and we recognize that they're responsible for that. And, uh, you know, it all comes back to the fans, man. And that's what inspires us to create the music in the first place. I like when a band mixes it up a little bit because, you know, there are fans that follow you around on tour. So, you know, they want to be, they want to hear a, a different song every night or something. Um, yes, right. And it, it's cool for us too. It keeps us on our toes. And there's nothing like playing a song that someone's not expecting and seeing the looks in their faces when they, they didn't expect it. And, Oh my God! I can't believe they're playing this one. It's such a it's such a thrill uh, to to get that connection with someone. And they, you know, what the pre fans are like, man. They love it. And if you if you rack out something like the Sinner or you know the Sentinel or something like that, the, the, the yes. room lights up. You know what I mean? So it's yes. an incredible feeling. Yeah. Now, uh, what which song are you most proud of on this album? I, I've heard you come out and say Firepower, and but how about as far as you? Is it one that you? What, were a part of as far as songwriting or um is it the title track is there a specific song that you think uh, stands out it's a good question and i mean the it was me rob and glenn that wrote the whole record like we did on redeemer yeah. so because of that you, you have a special connection with all of them it's like you know your kids you know what i mean they're all you know uh, good and bad in different measures you know what i mean like you you like you love different things about all of them um so it is difficult to kind of pick one favorite but there are a few that i keep going back to i love the title track i love i think it's a great statement again for a band after 50 years to be putting out music that vibrant and that vital sounding um evil never dies is a great one is evil never dies it kind of sets up musical themes and then pays off at the end if you know what i mean it sets up the themes 
and then paid off at the end. And it's just, it starts fairly medium paced and then by the end it's roaring. You know, so I love that dynamic. Um, Guardians into Rising from Ruins is a classic kind of uh, priest, uh, you know, rising from the ashes statement. Yeah. Um, and it's very epic sounding. I love that kind of statement. Trader's Gate. There's a lot of um, messages on this record as well, like uh, social messages, and they connect. You know, there's there's some war in there. There's some uh, again facing up to adversity type statements. It's a, it's a great lyrical record that I think people will connect with, and it makes the songs more of an experience. You know, so they're they're all I think they're all great, and they all have their moments for me. But definitely the ones I mentioned are some of my favorites. You got the sound right too in the studio, and and it was interesting because you brought in two producers, an old uh, um, friend Tom Allen, and then uh, you brought in uh, Sneed, um, and it came came together quite well, I think. Well, less is obviously not more. More is more, right? As uh, I think uh, Malmsteen <laughs> says. Um, yeah, we 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 uh, were talking about producers, and we came down to these two guys, Tom and Andy. And Tom has been working with Priest, obviously, on the classic yes. records from '79 right up until Ram It Down. But he's also been involved in Priest's live uh, releases, both in 2012 and 2015, from the Epitaph tour and the Redeemer of Souls tour. So Tom's very much aware of what Judas Priest sounds like in the present day. And Andy is also, he's a mod, more modern style producer. He, he's grown up with Priest and he's coming at Priest from a different angle, but a no less valuable one. So I right. think it was Glenn that suggested, why don't we just get both of them? And nice or, you know, just invite them down, we'll go out for dinner, we'll have a drink with them, we'll have, you know, we'll chat and just see if these guys click. And to be honest, man, it could have gone, it could have, could not have worked. There right. could have been a clash of egos or, uh, difference of direction, but it was a, it was just a great marriage of classic and modern producer bringing out the best in a band with both classic and modern flavors. And I think, you know, we couldn't have perceived how well it was going to go. I mean, they, they were really instrumental in getting that sound and that vibe, really. I think that the vibe is sometimes more important than the sound and it, it creates the sound. When you've got, they wanted us to play live, they wanted us to rehearse the songs, play them together and you feed off of each other and you get that interaction and the natural push and pull and the spontaneity that that brings. I mean, dude, can you imagine playing in the same room as Ian Hill when he's playing some obnoxious bass line and it just, it fires you up to do different things and, yeah. you know, spontaneous things and all that is captured and put on the record and I think that really comes through and that's, you know, the, the testament of two great producers there. You know, he's very talented and from what I've heard he's, He's also very easy to get along with and very humble. So I could see what, him not having a problem with another producer. Because he's also a, fan, a huge fan as well. And he's, speaking of which, he will be, um, I guess, on tour with you guys in Glenn's place, right? Is that correct? He will be. He'll be, uh, he'll be covering live, uh, the live work, um, as much as needed. I mean... You know, I'll be clear. Glenn has by no means left Judas Priest. You know, it was in a right. statement that we that we put out. He'll still be as and when he can. He'll be coming out to join us for some encores or for some songs, if that allows. You know, with yeah. his uh, disease. Um, and Andy's Andy's the guy that said, "Listen, I'm not the new guy. I don't want to be seen as the new guy. I'm going to step in and fill in for Glenn and and help Glenn and the band." And I think that's a noble attitude to have. And I think that's when you know you've got your right guy. 
You know, you're not going to get someone turning up, you know, I don't know, promoting his own band through it. or you, He's doing it for the right reasons, and we knew that we had the right guy with Andy. And he was also um, sensitive to the situation because he knew the situation while we were doing the record. Um, he's in the Priest family already. He has a connection to the record. He was, he was the natural choice, and Glenn was actually the one that suggested him. So, uh, that's, you know, that's... As, as I said, Glenn's going to be coming out as and when he can and meeting us in the tour and surprising some fans and it's going to be it's going to be great and we're going to try and keep him out to be honest you know we'll, we'll uh we'll cancel his flight tickets home and keep him out on the tour bus those are two great points richie he's not going in for some uh selfish reason and he he loves the band yeah and he, he loves the band and he loves glenn you know yeah and the fact that he's already involved with with the band and the new album uh so it makes perfect sense i mean uh I've heard statements on Blabbermouth that KK made a statement he was upset he wasn't asked, but, you know, I think it makes sense because of what you just said. Well, there's lots of reasons why Andy makes sense. I mean, I also saw the statements uh, with KK, and, you know, the general consensus seems to be that KK left. Yes. And uh, as far as I'm aware, that the band gave him a grace period and they wanted him to come back and they, they, they wanted him to stay uh, initially and he, he didn't want anything to do with it. So, right. um, you know, why the band should ask him to come back, I'm not quite sure what he thinks. But, you know, there's lots of different facets that goes into these sort of uh, decisions. Yes. Um, both to get Andy in and, and lots of other things. There's a lot of uh, personal reasons. There's a lot of... You know, all those sorts of things. And it's not as clear-cut as, as the internet has you believe. You know, people no. get things and they run with it. You know what I mean? You know what it's like. But there's a lot more that goes into it. And I think I think people understand that as well, uh, if, they, if they gave it some thought. But, uh, you know, we're forging forward. Um, Were you surprised? Were you surprised by Glenn's retirement? Like, it was that kind of decided a few days before the touring arrangements were set up. Did, did you... Um, did you know this day would come, or... You, I mean, you guys... Well, that's, that's interesting. I mean, again, on the internet, you get people saying, oh, why didn't they tell us earlier on? I've already, already bought my ticket. Well, if you think about it, the reason we didn't say anything earlier was because Glenn was fighting it until the last yes. minute. You yes. know what I mean? Yep. He was going through it. He was giving back a thousand percent with this disease for the fans, and it was at the last minute in rehearsals where he had to put his hand up and yeah. make one of the biggest decisions in his life, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and music aside, tour aside, it's hard to look over and see your brother suffering yes. health-wise like that. Forget the music a minute, forget the tour. Brother, you're struggling, and it was it was hard for us all to see. So, you know, we knew he was struggling with it on Redeemer, but he, he, he pulled his stuff together and he got better, and it was great, and we encouraged him, but this time was a bit different. Um, so... He, he, we all got in a room together. It was all very close, very intimate, very heartfelt. It was emotional, as you can imagine. Um, but it was a it was a band of brothers, and we're all behind him. And uh, we 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 can see the fans are too. There's been an overwhelming sense of love and uh, you know. There, yes. You know, and, and this... that's the great thing about the internet. People, you can get that connection straight away, and people can voice right. and show their love for that sort of thing. It's a great thing. Now, but and this, also though, in this day and age, the the internet makes it. Um, I, I respect the fact that Glenn and the band 
kept it a personal secret and because no one embraces privacy anymore in this day and age with social media and I, I know this sounds weird coming from a media guy but I respect I respect that that it was a private matter and until the right time the decision was made I I um I think too much is given today <laughs> too much personal information is given out today um I totally agree with you and sometimes like disingenuously people always yes. use that sort of situation as a reason to make headlines you know yes. um if it was me i agree with Glenn. it's no one's business exactly apart from the, you know what i mean and i think we should have that privacy and i think you're right some of that privacy has been stripped away in favor of you yes. know, headlines these days so uh, you know it's, it's glenn's business and he had to make the call we all saw him struggling with it but it was it was Glenn that needed to make the call, and he, he was man enough to do it. It's a huge thing for him to do, you know. So And obviously, he, he probably would be playing on future Priest tracks, obviously, you know, and you said he might even get a chance to play live, so uh, Glenn will always yeah, be the, there. The, yeah, the plan is, you know, we, we discussed it, and as I said, as and when Glenn is fit and able, and if it, if it works out, you know, maybe not... You know, if we if we played somewhere like Australia and Glenn's going to come out to do the encores, it doesn't make sense. But if we're in, uh, you know, somewhere closer to home yes. or somewhere, you know, you know, just somewhere that is comfortable for Glenn, you know, you, you can just imagine, man, the lights go down for the encores, and when they come up, there he is yeah. in his leather trousers and his red pants. There, it's going to be monumental. The fans are going to go nuts. So, oh, you know, yeah. we, we can't say it's going to be every show, but as and when he can. Um, he's going to be out there and he's going to show up here and then. I think it will be a great thing for him and uh, and for the fans. So, as I said, we just need to keep him out there when he comes out. Now, the the tour was announced, and uh, I was surprised. It seems like a short leg for North North America. It's a couple months, right? Um, are you going to Europe after that? Or are you taking a... We are indeed. We're, uh, we, I think we have about a month off in um, May. Uh Early May we play in Mexico, I think around the 4th or 5th, which ties up that first U.S. leg. Um, and then we go to Europe. And then, I mean, we are, we get offers in all the time. Once we kick off one of these tours, we start to get offers from different parts around the world. So the tours seem to, they grow as they go along, you know, more dates are added. So, you know, it, it's two months at the moment, but I'm sure we'll be back in the States at some time on this tour. Right. We usually do. We usually revisit the, the States and, and various territories more than once. So, uh I can't give away too much information, but I think there's some <laughs> there's some stuff in the works, you know. As a priest fan who's been there uh, probably since uh, God, not fifty years, but you know forty. Um, I've always one of my first tours was uh, priest and maiden together, and I always have oh, this wish. Devil. I always have this wish that before all is said and done, that might come true again. <laughs> And I know, dude, I, it, we, we hear that a lot. I mean, it's like the big four from the Brits, Yes. You know, but, I mean, it would be Sabbath, Maiden, Priest, and then maybe Motorhead. Right. Um, well, hey, uh, Anthrax, Jackson, you know. Anthrax, Metallica, Slayer, they did it, right? So, you know, exactly, I... Exactly, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, well, you have some connections. You played, you were the guitarist for Lauren Harris, weren't you, for... Um, so maybe you could convince Steve Harris to do it, but that I I would That's love right, I would love for that to happen. 
you know, I don't think it would be uh, Steve that needed convincing. Steve loves Priest, and I know, I know Rod Smallwood loves Priest too. They're, they're huge Priest fans. Um, I'm not sure. You know, obviously uh, Sabbath have uh, yeah. called it a day now, and yeah. I'm not sure if uh, Sharon sees eye to eye with uh, Bruce. So I, right. I don't know if that will happen again on 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 varying levels. But it will be. It's one of those fantasy lineups, isn't it? You know, the English yeah. big four. Pre Sabbath Maiden, Motorhead, Saxons on there. We can get Leopard yeah. on there. It, you know, a big celebration of, uh, you know, the, the English Big Four. You Americans always get all the. Oh, that would be. <laughs> I grew up with the British, uh, the new wave of British heavy metal. So I, um, that that was uh, just just Maiden and Priest alone would be enough. But throwing Saxon in there and. And stuff like that. I think something like that could happen. But anyway, um, I'll wrap it up. Is there anything else you'd like to tell the fans of uh, what to expect on tour and uh, uh, what to expect? I know you've released uh, a few tracks from the album as teasers, but what to expect from this album? Well, you know, as I said before, the the reaction from the fans has been nothing short of amazing. I mean, they seem to be connecting with these songs. And we can't wait to come and play them live for you. You know, again, part of the part of the thing that inspires us to create this music is playing these new songs live and uh we can't wait you know we're going to go right through the u.s right through canada on this run playing new songs classic songs it's going to be you know some some furious heavy metal and motorbikes and (laughs) and, you know know it's it's going to be all very you know heavy metal and silly but you know the core of why we're all here really um it's just a great heavy metal time that we all know and love so rob halford Rob Halford never ceases to amaze me. His voice is always up to par. It just, and God, he just keeps on, he's as strong as ever. Uh, I agree. I think, personally, I think he's singing better in 2018 than he he has done in a long time. And I think he's been getting gradually better and better, as you said. Um, And not only, dude, not only is he a great singer, He's the full package. He, he, yes. he he's a writer. He's a lyricist. He performs yes. these songs like no one else. He connects these lyrics to the to the priest family. There's he is a master. He truly he, is a metal he, god. He, he really is a singer. Saying that Rob Halford is a singer doesn't do him justice. He's so much more than a singer, right. you know. Um, and he, he's just a pleasure to work with and, and learn from. You know, seeing someone with that much dedication, um, and it, it's just inspiring. And yeah, all the rest of yeah. the band, but you know we're talking about him. So uh, you know we'll see how many costume changes Rob's got this time around. It's, it's, that's an exciting thing to see as well. <laughs> well, Richie, I wish you all the best. I hope to see you on tour. Thanks for taking the time with uh, Goldmine. And thank uh, you, brother. It's a pleasure. Okay, thanks, Richie. Take care. Take now. care. Bye bye. Okay, Richie. Thank you. Thank you, Richie Faulkner, guitarist for Judas Priest, and what a job Richie has done uh, filling in for. And becoming a new member of Judas Priest, uh, filling in for KK when he retired and now becoming an official member, um, doing a lot of the writing, uh, especially on this album. Um, and this this is probably one of their, I would say, one of their uh, greatest albums uh, in a while. Um, if you have a chance, pick up Firepower, the 18th studio album. That's 18 for Judas Priest at your local record store. Okay, uh, this is Pat Prince signing off, editor of Goldmine Magazine. You can go to goldminemag.com to get exclusive content. 
uh, find out about giveaways, our newsletter. Also, subscribe. 68% off the cover price. Um, you know, you could get it at Barnes & Noble, some of your record local stores, and Books A Million. But if you would want it delivered right to your house every month and get money off the cover price, go to goldminemag.com. All right. Thank you, listeners. We'll see you soon.